Hey, 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 and welcome to the Eat Out at Home podcast, where we talk about cooking better, eating healthier, dining together, and enjoying some gourmet every single day. And I'm your host, Chef Evelyn, and I'm really, really excited to talk to you today about the lies you have been told about healthy eating. And even the phrase healthy eating itself, I know some people are not even going to click on and listen to this podcast because there's so much angst and drama and trauma and all of this foolishness around even the phrase healthy eating. And listen, I was one of those people. I remember for years, people wanted me to come and do healthy cooking demonstrations and healthy recipes and healthy this. And I was so anti anything with the label healthy on it and realized that I had learned to have a disdain for healthy eating or healthy living because of these lies that I'm going to share with you today. And if you're like me, you're you're not like a health fanatic, but you are health conscious and health focused and you really want to have both. You want to have really, really delicious and amazing food and you also want it to be healthy. You don't want it to be healthy food that's kind of sort of okay tasting and you don't want it to be, you know, food that is just absolutely delicious but devoid of any nutritional value right like you want to have the two in balance you want to have amazing food that you would enjoy whether you thought it was healthy or not that also is healthy at the same time and I know that that's really really possible you know one of the things that I'm going to be sharing in the eat out at home cooking school is how to bridge that gap between delicious and nutritious and so I want to share with you today just some of the lies that we have been told some of the myths that we have been taught about healthy eating and how to undo those and get our mindset right around healthy eating okay and the first thing from a foodie perspective the first thing that I want to share with you is that healthy food or healthy eating has to be bland and boring I don't know where this came from I think this came from people who don't know how to cook and don't know how to utilize their pantry or or are eating the same foods over and over again because one of the things that I've realized whether you are a healthy eater aspiring to be a healthy eater or you um, just like to cook is that there are so many ways to flavor food and make it interesting but what I think has happened over time is that there are some unhealthier options available out there and people rely a lot on you know salt or sugar or fat to make their foods taste good and aren't really leveraging the bounty of herbs and spices and cooking techniques that are available to them to make food delicious and interesting and complex and layered, right? So I think one of the biggest lies that we've been told, one of the biggest wolf tickets that we've been sold is that healthy food has to be bland and boring. You know, I think it just takes some thought. I think it takes some skill. I think it takes an open mind, you know, chewing with your mind open, you know, tasting the world around you. Yeah, if you're making the same thing over and over and over again, and you're trying to take out what you've been doing before that you felt made it delicious, then yeah, absolutely, it's going to be boring. And so I think a lot of times when people are trying to replicate 
recipes into a healthier version just versus just trying new dishes in general, I think that's where that bland comes in, right? Like if you're trying to make, I don't know, let's say a pizza and you're like changing the crust, you're changing the sauce, you're changing the cheese, you're changing the meat, you're changing all of this to be something quote unquote healthier. And you're using these fake products and these products that are made in the lab and these substitute products and what I call these counterfeit products that are one thing trying to um, perpetrate as something else. Yeah, you're going to get some blandness and some weird texture and all that kind of stuff. But if you say, you know what, I'm just going to create something new and different or try something new and different, then you absolutely eradicate this notion that eating healthy has to be bland and boring. And so that brings me to my second point, which is the lie that we have been told is that healthy eating is super restrictive, that it's all about this long list of what you can't have and what you can't eat and what you, you know, what you can't consume. And I really found that that method of eating healthy is not helpful. I don't think that method is helpful in any area of life. What I have found is that when I put my focus on what I like to call offensive eating, which is how can I eat as many colors of the rainbow as possible? How can I overdose on nutrition? And I'm thinking about how much can I consume that's healthy for me? Then I don't really feel restricted. I think if you live your life walking around going, I can't have that. I can't have this. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's going to lead to a miserable existence and you're going to have a horrible relationship with food. It can be more so like I choose not to have this at that this time. You can eat what you want Right. It's just about eating according to your goals and according to your healthy eating game plan, which is what I walk people through in my eat healthy at home course. Like you you have to eat according to your healthy eating game plan. And then and then it's a, I get to and I've chosen to not I have to or I can't. Right. So it's not really restrictive. It's actually very expansive when you really start thinking about like all the wonderful fruits and vegetables and foods that are out there and spices and herbs to explore and to put in different flavor combinations is actually really more expansive to eat healthy than it is restrictive. But it's a lie that we've been sold that eating healthy is restrictive. Okay. So next, um, another lie that we have been told, right? And another myth that we have been sold, if you will, is that to eat healthy and to cook at home is like crazy labor intensive. And it's like this chore that nobody wants to do. And let me tell you something. I've been teaching people to cook for over a decade. So I've taught thousands of people to cook in person, online, you know, inside of corporations, at cooking classes, in their homes, a variety of ways, right? And one of the things I can tell you is that cooking is actually not that hard. Anything that you do not have the skill set for or do not have to do will present itself as a challenge. But there's only 13 cooking methods in the world. Like regardless of culture or cuisine, there's only 13 cooking methods. And once you know how to do those 13 cooking methods, then cooking becomes easier. Right. And so it's not this labor intensive process to cook healthy. Um, if anything, I've seen unhealthy food be really labor intensive. Like, let me tell you something. I do not fry food at home. Okay. I like fried food. It's not the best for you all the time, but that doesn't mean even in a healthy lifestyle that you can't enjoy it. Right. 
But ask anybody who's ever like fried chicken at home, how labor intensive it is to wash the chicken and clean the chicken and make sure there's no feathers or anything left on it. And then to season the chicken or marinate the chicken and then to bread the chicken. Okay. And do your three-step breading process. And then to get the oil to the right temperature and have the thermometer so that you don't overcook it on the outside while it's raw on the inside, or it's not too low so that your chicken's not greasy. And then to fry it in batches and finish it in the oven if you need to. Like it's a super labor intensive process to make something that most people would deem relatively unhealthy. Whereas I have found that cooking healthy is actually easy, it's quick, it's convenient because I'm not cooking things to death, I'm not frying them to death, I'm grilling them, I'm roasting them, I'm sauteing them, I'm blanching them. These are all really cook cooking, te- uh, cooking techniques. And so what I have found is that it's a lack of skill that makes it feel like it's labor intensive, right? That once you know how to properly use a knife is one of the things I teach in my knife skills class, right? Once you know how to properly use a knife, once you know how to move around the kitchen efficiently, once you have the right tools for the right job, okay, once you know these 13 cooking methods, then cooking becomes a breeze, right? Anything that you don't know how to do or don't have the skill set for is going to seem difficult. It's going to seem labor intensive. But once you get the skills, you know what I'm saying? It's super easy. And so that's one of the things I teach my students. I think the other thing that we have been told a lie about when it comes to cooking is that it can be completely time consuming. And I always give people this example. I say, imagine, okay, imagine that you see this huge grassy field in front of you, right? And and the grass is like waist high, okay? And it's just, there's no weeds, there's no trees, there's no houses. It's just gr- really tall beautiful green grass as long as the eye can see right and then right behind you there's a table okay and you have been given the assignment to cut the grass right and on the table are different cutting apparatus okay so you've got um what I like to call kindergarten scissors, which are the scissors that aren't super sharp and they can cut really cool shapes. So that's on the on the table. You've got a butter knife on the table. You've got a machete on the table and you've got a riding lawnmower on the next to the table. Right. And you've been tasked with the assignment to cut down this field. OK, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the cutesy kindergarten scissors? Are you going to choose the butter knife? Are you going to choose the machete? Or are you going to choose the riding lawnmower? Obviously, you're going to choose the riding lawnmower. The reason why people think cooking or eating healthy is time consuming is a they don't have the right tool for the right job. So if you don't have the right tools in your toolbox, aka the skills and then the actual right tools in your kitchen to do it, it is going to be like trying to cut that giant field with scissors, right? You have to invest. You need to get your riding lawnmower. You have to learn how to make it something that can be enjoyable, something that can be efficient, something that can be done in a timely fashion. So that's another lie. The reality, the truth is, is you just need to learn how to do it well. And then it doesn't become time consuming. When I'm cooking, it doesn't feel time consuming at all because I have the skills and and the ability to make it efficient. Here's one that really just 
it just, uh, it just burns my buns when people say this is that healthy eating is expensive. And if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube at Chef Evelyn, you have heard me say this before that I've never seen a grocery bill higher than a doctor bill. I've never seen it. Whether it's filling your prescriptions for high blood pressure or high cholesterol or having heart surgery or being diagnosed with cancer or whatever the case may be, I have never seen a grocery bill that rivals a hospital bill. Okay. And so when people say eating healthy is relative, I mean, eating healthy is expensive, I'm like, it's relative that your health is an investment, not an expense. I'm always amazed that people will spend so much money on their hair or on their clothes or on their car or on their house, all these things that the body dwells in, right? But won't invest the same for what they put in their body. You know, that extra 50 cents for an organic apple, you know, like, yes, cookies are expensive because you're paying for packaging and manufacturing and all these unhealthy ingredients. You have to eat more because there's no nutrients in it for your body to run off of. And then eventually down the line, if you don't pay the farmer, you're going to pay the pharmacist, right? So I think this notion that eating healthy is expensive is ridiculous. Like who sold us that lie? Where did we pick that up from? Who told us that? You know, once upon a time, one of my favorite quotes is that once upon a time, all food was organic. There weren't pesticides and herbicides and growth hormones, and we weren't ingesting these things into our body. There wasn't mass produced, you know, food and packages. And this notion that in order to eat healthy, you have to buy all this prepackaged food that was made in a factory. Like it's insane if you slow down and you think about it, right? And so I tell people all the time, one of the examples that I love to give is I want you to think about your body as this a luxury vehicle, right? And if you own or know somebody that owns a vehicle, they only put premium gasoline in their car. That It doesn't matter what is going on in life. They are not going to put cheap gas in this car because they know that this car has been designed with such sophistication and such advanced technology that it can only run off of premium gas. Well, your body is the most luxury vehicle that you have to to move you throughout life. And so I'm so amazed that people want to go cheap on the gas, aka food and fuel that they put in their body and complain about that, but will go to great lengths to to take care of a car or a home that their body is going to be using for a short period of time. You know, your body is the only place that you have to live. And so I always tell people like, if you show me how you feed yourself, I can tell you how you value your body. And a lot of people may not agree with that, but it's really true. Either it's an unawareness of how sophisticated your body is and how it's a one of a kind the most luxury vehicle and it's so technologically advanced that we still don't know all the ways that the body works. I mean, just think about the most simplest of things when it comes to the body. So let's say you cut yourself, right? Let's say you're cutting in the kitchen and you, and you happen to cut your hand with a knife. Okay. Immediately without any direction from you, your body starts to send blood cells to that area to cleanse the cut to keep it from getting infected, right? 
Then the body decides that it needs to repair itself. What piece of equipment do you know on earth that can repair itself? So the body says, we have something broken here. It knows exactly where to go, exactly what to send. And it says, I'm going to start repairing myself and replacing what was cut. I don't know any anything that is man-made that can start to replace its own self, right? So the body says, okay, I am going to rebuild this skin and I don't want to be interrupted. So I'm going to build some scaffolding, okay, some shelter while, while I go to work on myself, aka a scab, right? This is why they tell you not to pick scabs. And, and I'm going to build that scab to protect myself from any outside element that tries to get in while I'm repairing myself. And I already have the tools, the intellect, and the ingredients to, pre- to repair myself. This is how sophisticated the body is. When it's done... Okay, this is why you don't pick a scab. The body then says, I'm finished, right? I now can release this scaffolding, this covering, this this shelter, right? And then you'll notice that a scab will come off all on its own and the body will just re- repair itself. This is just on a cut. This is how luxury your body is. And so when we don't take care of our body and we talk about health as being, you know, buying healthy foods or buying organic foods or taking care of our body as an inconvenience, I'm baffled. I'm absolutely baffled. It's like you have the most sophisticated piece of equipment on earth ever created. It's the most elaborate intricate technologically advanced humans this human brain still hasn't been able to figure out how its own body works there are things going in our on in our body that we don't even control i i cannot tell my body whether or not to digest food it has a whole operating system that is operating on that i cannot alter that automatically makes it do it and so when it comes to eating healthy, we have been told this lie that it's expensive and that it's just cheaper to go get a pill or a shot or a surgery or a this or a that. And it's like, no, I just put premium gas. I just need to put premium gas in it and take it for a drive every day to keep the engine flushed out and keep this. And then I'll fast on occasion to, you know, do a deep clean on the engine. Like healthy eating is not expensive. If you think healthy food is expensive, try being unhealthy. As someone who was diagnosed with cancer, you can tell I'm very passionate about it, who drained her bank account, who drained her savings, who drained her insurance policies to pay for alternative medicine because um, insurance doesn't cover that. I can tell you to this day, I still have not spent more on feeding myself well and treating my body well than I did on trying to help an unhealthy body heal itself, right? So listen, I don't went down on a tangent, but the myth that eating healthy is expensive is just a flat out lie. And I don't know who sold it to us, but whoever sold it to us is probably profiting off of our unhealth, okay? And then the last myth and lie that we have been sold is that eating healthy isn't enjoyable. 
that it's 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 a miserable experience. And again, when I have had a meal that was so delicious and then there's also no guilt about, oh, this was a bad food to eat. It's the most amazing experience. And when I'm and when I'm sharing that with others and they're enjoying it as well. It's the most amazing feeling to know that not only have I dined well, but I've treated my body well in the process. It's a win-win. How is that not an enjoyable experience? And so I think that's why I'm so excited about the Eat Out at Home Cooking School, because it's like you can have wonderful food that's delicious and nutritious. You know, I'm all about the and. It doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be delicious but it can't be nutritious or nutritious, but it can't be delicious. It absolutely can be both. I just don't believe that the God who created all of this wonderful fruits and vegetables and things for us to eat, and I'm just going to put it out there, the same God who created like, you know, the things that have to happen in order for us to have children. Like if that's pleasurable, then why would nourishing our body have to be this miserable experience? And I think that if you believe it's miserable, then it will be for you, right? Like you shall have whatever you say. Like as you think about it, that's what you're going to experience. And so I challenge you to really think about where did you get these messaging that eating healthy wasn't enjoyable, that it was time consuming, that it was labor intensive, that it was restrictive and bland and expensive. Where did you get that from? You know, was it shows that made fun of people who were eating healthy and just showed them eating celery and carrot sticks? You know, was it, um, you know, you've had some bad food experiences? Was it your family and friends who tease you like, oh, you're eating that rabbit food? I don't know the last time you checked, but I haven't ever seen a skinny rabbit. Okay. Uh, And so... You know, just really, really challenge yourself to think about, am I investing in my body? Am I investing in my health? Am I learning how to create foods and things that are nutritious and delicious? Or do I think that I have to have a salad and eat kale every day and be bored out of my mind in order to have a healthy lifestyle? I am going to challenge you and say that you don't. It's one of the things I had to leverage my skills as a chef to say, I want to in as a foodie, I want to enjoy food to its fullest and not feel deprived and not feel devoid of flavor. But I also, as someone who is health conscious, who has had a very scary diagnosis, I also want to feel like I'm treating my body well, that I'm being a good steward over this luxury vehicle that I have been blessed with. It's the only place that I have to live. So, you know, if you're looking for ways to bridge the gap between delicious and nutritious, then I invite you to enroll into the Eat Out at Home Cooking School. We do two live online cooking classes a month. So no matter where you are in the world, you can tune in and you can either cook along with me or you can come back and watch in real time so you can start to learn how to make foods more interesting, how to add flavor without having to add sugar or salt or fat, right? How to really... Um, add some gourmet to your every day so that you're not like I can only eat a salad so many times and if one more person give me kale and quinoa I'm gonna scream and cauliflower is not rice okay like if you're there and you're like I'm trying to be healthy but I feel like I'm no longer enjoying food and I miss the experience of food then I invite you to join the eat out of home cooking school um, where we're going to be 
going through that all the time. So anyway, if you're not following me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chef Evelyn, make sure you do. And uh, I hope to see you inside the Eat Out at Home Cooking School. I will see you on the next podcast. Peace.